you are. All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you, Gum? Thank you for the raid. We appreciate it. Um, for everyone that's joining us, this is the Gambit Podcast. I am Solobase15. I'm here with my good friend Zareth. We are here to discuss Grand Arena, and specifically tonight, we're going to be talking about the um, year-end wrap-up. So, Welcome, everybody that is in our Twitch chat now. Spam those emotes because that's, well, Zareth is in Nova, so that's what he does, or at least what his guild does. Um, Zareth, how are you tonight? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask solo. I'm, I'm good, man. It's oh. been, it's been, I'll tell you what, I'm exhausted from doing challenge or from doing the, what do you call them? The, the missions, the, gosh, what are they called? I've been doing them the all day. The assault battles? The assault battles, yeah, I'm exhausted from it. There's so many of them. I'm not, I'm not complaining because it's a lot of good resources and materials. But with three accounts to try to do them, I'm just wiped out. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, I love the fact that we have them. In fact, Gom was just talking about this on his stream. I'm not complaining that we have them, but doing it on two accounts and both of my accounts can do tier three, or at least on the Jedi one. Good Lord, that it takes so much time. But um, thanks to thanks to all these assault battles on my on my alt, I was able to get the Sith trio up to G thirteen a lot faster than I should nice. have been able to. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right there too. I'm like, I uh, I I was a I was able to get Beskar Mando up to well, and in this in some ways it's actually not a good thing because. I, I had enough relic materials to just go from unlocking Beskar and I marched all the way from gear one to relic seven. <laughs> like without pause, I was just like upgrade, 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 upgrade. And then I got to the relics. I'm like, okay, let's see where we can go with this. And it went all the way up to seven. And <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with the relic seven Mando. Like, I don't know what I would do or Beskar. I don't know what I would do with one period. Yeah, so it's yeah. well, just total waste. But after facing a ray with IG and Queel and Vandor, I can tell you exactly what you can do with him, and it's piss off people with him on that ray team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, I need, I still need to get IG eleven and Queel up to to relics, but I don't know. Sometimes I swear, like so, we we always take the well, we try to at least we talk a good game of trying to be all competitive and. I think for the most part, we succeed in that approach, you know, in terms of like trying to get as prepared as possible for, for whatever encounters. But the, uh, the thing about all of this is um, like <laughs> it, sometimes it's just nice to do something, maybe not quite foolish, but I mean, I, you know, we always preach about having a plan. Some of the fun about this game though, is just like saying like, I've wanted this Zeta forever. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna pull the trigger and then I'm not gonna whine about the results if I if something happens. You know, like I have I have the Rolo Zeta for uh, you know it, foolish uh, promises that I made. And <laughs> oh, that know, was I, a fun day. <laughs> and I, I don't think you've heard me complain about it once though. Like it, it was foolish and I'm just moving on from it. So you know, yeah. uh, for the for getting Relic 7 Beskar, my guess is I won't end up regretting it. I'm guessing he's going to be great at Relic 7. But right now, yeah. there's not much 
to be gained from it. I don't think like I was talking to clash today. I was talking to GOM. I was talking to a couple other people and I, I was like, so can I do something with Beskar? <laughs> and they were both like, well, here's some, here's some ideas. And I'm like, I don't like those ideas. They, those ideas don't work with my roster. So basically <laughs> like they're, they're good ideas to be clear, but they're, they're not ideas that are going to work for me. So I'm just going to have to take it on the chin on this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I plan on probably during this stream getting Beskar to G13. And I planned on um, R5 for him <laughs> for the moment. I, I was not as gung-ho as you were. Um, but I do think we're going to find a place for him. And even if... Um, even if he's not an A-plus team, because I just don't have the mods to make him an A-plus team right now, I think he's going to get plenty of use, at the very least, on defense, because people are going to need to figure out how to beat him. So I probably will stick him front-bottom and say, go ahead, use something, figure this out. <laughs> it's your problem until I figure out how to use this team. <laughs> right. That's... Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I'm guessing I'm just going to end up with it. I'm going to use him. I relic seven him. I'll find a way to use him in my final week. The real question is when three V three hits, how are we going to use him? Right, we'll have to talk about that at the round table and I'll just steal ideas from end all. And... Yeah. You know, and if Kleso's pretty good at uh, gathering and collecting ideas as well. So, nice. you know, that's true. That, that's true. We will steal ideas and then pass them off as our own in true Gambit podcast form. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, we, it, honestly, it's good though. I mean, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the, just the discussion of things. Like I was talking to someone just recently, actually, they, they were thanking me for my streams and for my content and like, I'm, I'm going to make Kyber for the first time today or maybe or for the first time this month or this in this game or maybe it was the second time but the first time was a long time ago and they were all excited so thank thank you Zareth and I'm like well okay so I'm happy I can make this content I, I am you know I'm really pleased that you that you're getting a lot out of it and that it's benefited you um you know I think there's just a lot to be said like it's not even that my ideas or your ideas any of our stuff is just like this transcendent like it'll boost you to the next level kind of stuff like maybe some of it'll help here and there but I think a huge part of it is just being around people who talk about the game in like a competitive way and who approach the game in a way that is going to make your game better. Like, a, you know, the, the I've always loved the saying, um, you, you are who your friends are. Yeah. Of like, you know, if you're, if you're friends with, um, uh, with people who are like academics, for instance, you're going to be talking about, uh, you know, academic things to book things. And, that, you know, that's neither good nor bad. It's just, that's how you're going to be. That's the kind of person you'll be. If you're with a bunch of, I don't know, criminals, you're probably going to be, exp if you're friends with them, like you're eventually going to get into that stuff too, uh, at least a lot of times. So, um, you know, the, the idea being, if you're hanging out with people who want to play competitively you're gonna start doing that too well so that you know we are going to talk about our year in review um today so one of the things that we talked about not really on the podcast but we talked about it quite often it was and this is going back to the beginning of the year um 
what YouTubers were watching. Twitch really wasn't big in our community back then. And it was what YouTubers we were consistently watching because they had good ideas or they knew what what they were doing. That way we could stay up to date on, you know, whatever the tech is at the time to be X, X team or Y team. And that's still a thing I do. I mean, half of my night is spent on Twitch watching people, you know, good players and seeing what they're doing. And sometimes it's, they have the same idea as me and they just happen to be going first. And so I get to see how it plays out. Uh, <laughs> You're like, Oh, that's how I should have done. That's right, how I'm going right. to do it now. <laughs> uh, awesome. Sometimes you watch it though. And you get you just get these great ideas. Um, in fact, Gom on stream uh, today, he's another one of the really good players that I, I've been watching for years now. And, He's talking about the young Han Solo. And of course he said, don't do this. I'm about to get him gear 13. Uh, don't be like <laughs> me. And I literally had that thought too. And I was like, I wonder if I could make young Han work with Beskar, with all the counterattacks and, you know. But so now I get to watch Gom do it and see if it works. <laughs> I'll let him take all the credit because it, he said it first. Um, but <laughs> I really want to know if that's going to work because I, I I've really liked Young Han. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I've always been a huge fan. I, I only have him gear uh, 12 right now, but yeah. I don't know. If I can find a convincing reason to to get him to gear, uh, to get him up to gear 13, I, I guess I'll do it, you know? I, I mean, yeah, wait, I, I have him 12 plus 5, so it's a very very cheap investment if I can get him up to gear 13 and have him do something. <laughs> Someone in chat saying, I need a reason to get him to six stars. <laughs> oh. Dude, I, he was for a long time in 3v3. He was like one of the most useful characters because you'd get these timeout teams and they didn't yeah. have any damage. And over time, he just stacks so much damage that he just starts one-shotting guys. Like, I mean, I think you came up with it, in fact, that of the... That, that was my one great theory craft in 3v3 back in the day. It was Lando lead, Vandor, and young Han. And he beat every, <laughs> good Lord, this was a good team back then, every Jin plus Chase team out there. Because he would just stack his yeah. or stack his damage and goodbye, uh, goodbye Bayes. You're, you're gone in one shot at the end. I know it was so cool to see a gear 12 and gear 12 was a lot back then. Uh, it was so cool yeah. to see gear 12 bays one shot by young Han. Like there was a couple times I couldn't, they, they had him stacked a little too high, like a little too strong and then timed out. Uh, not, I think maybe that only happened once, but, but yeah, like that, that was always so smooth and, and now no one runs that. Please people start running <laughs> that again. <laughs> yeah. Run chase, please. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the comp. That's that's the new tech we're gonna talk about. Not, none of this CLS Chupio nonsense. Like Jin Chase, guys. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, all right. So why don't we why don't we kick off this year in review in style? Um, so before sure. we get into the actual changes, let's do best part and worst part of the year. In this game, what do you think has been the best thing that's come to the game? In this game, in the year, gosh, it's so hard to remember exactly what things happened in the last year. Um, I think 
so i mean maybe the biggest the biggest thing was obviously galactic legends i think but i think really low-key my my favorite i don't use them enough but man i i just love the the resistance hero bros as characters like they're they're super fun characters i like them and i guess I mean, maybe this is just cheating by saying too many things, but I also really enjoy uh, Jedi Knight Luke. I think, yeah. I think those are my favorite things. Um, and in terms of characters, like characters tend to be my favorites. Now I'm sure you have something in mind and maybe I'll just change my mind to what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Cause I, I'm guessing you have a good idea, but like the resistance hero bros are so cool. Like they have so such awesome kits. And I always lamented that Ray came out after them and kind of just swallowed them up. Cause like they're good characters in their own rights. And it makes me sad that Ray kind of just like overshadowed them. And now that's just like, Oh yeah. Well, like you just put them with them in Galact in grand arena and just forget what their kits are and move on. So uh... what about you? So, oh man, I, I'd have to say the best thing from this year is and it's going to be the tandem of Vader and Jedi Knight Luke because they came out within, you know, two weeks of each other and it was very clearly planned that they would come out in tandem. Um, that Vader rework just completely changed. Not everything, but my God, did Vader just become this ultimate monster, the monster he should be in Star Wars and to go with that, you get Jedi Knight Luke that just comes in also as this huge monster. And when you're playing a Star Wars game, you want a badass Vader and you want a badass Luke. And we have that. And that just, I mean, a lot of people talk crap about this year in the game. There's so much good that did come to the game, but of all the good that we got... Um, I think those those two characters just kind of sum up this year for me. Dude, I, you're right about the uh, you're right about the Vader uh, being good again. Like, I love that he's amazing. Like, I mean, he is the face of Star Wars, really. I mean, like yeah. Luke Skywalker is kind of the hero from the original trilogy, so we kind of think of him first sometimes, but like. Uh, I mean, everyone knows who Darth Vader is. People who don't know anything about Star Wars know his full name. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, and having him be a bad character was almost just kind of embarrassing. So I love that he is this terrifying force of nature now. Like he, he just kills everything. Maybe not every single thing, but man, it's like, you know, the, the new Galactic Legends he beats, the old Galactic Legends, like someone was showing me like a really consistent way to beat Supreme Leader Kylo with Vader the other day. Like, uh, you know, at least they told me it was super consistent. I haven't <laughs> tested it myself, but yeah. it's like, he kills everything except for Commander Luke, which is kind of almost like lore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So that, that's a good point. So, uh, so that's the best part. Let's, let's talk about the worst part. And I honestly have struggled a little bit with the worst part. So what's, in your opinion, what's been the worst part of this year? Oh, geez. Um, 
So what, at what point did Carrie leave? She left last year. Last year. So this yeah. whole year has been the new regime then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, though, I, I would still say, like, making the transition to the new regime and their new way of doing things, like, I feel like things are kind of on track again. We had this period of time where we were just, they were like, guys, we're making new content. We're making, we're making a thing to, so we can make new content. And I, I believed them. I did. Like, I... You can go back to all of our podcasts. For the most part, I I was like, okay, like we can be patient. Grand Arena is not broken, so like we can be patient forever because Grand Arena is great. Uh, but I I hated that waiting. I hated, and it, it was just so frustrating. Like we, you just you see Reddit and people get on there and you know it shouldn't let me. It's, I shouldn't let it get to me. And I I feel like for the most part it doesn't like get to me, but. It does annoy me sometimes. I'm like, can you just quit with your, like, I don't know, your arguments that have been going on for, for like years? Like, can you just stop? <laughs> you know, and the people who get on there who are justified, who are like, I quit two years ago and I've never been happier. And oh, you get you get the content yeah. creators who are like, this game sucks. I'm going to quit. It's horrible. CG hates the players. Like, you just, you get this. I, so I'm like the most negative part about this year was the negativity. I, I feel like from, from like the community, I, I feel like that was the most frustrating part. And it was, it's been kind of satisfying to kind of fight that a little bit. I, yeah, you kind of stole mine. <laughs> of, and um, my, here's the problem. Cause I, I'm going to talk probably bad about people that, are decent people and have evolved since then. Um, so I, I won't mention names, but there was an, a YouTube video out there in, a, it was around June when the whole, you know, Altgate controversy was going on. It was before Vader. It was before Jedi Knight Luke. And man, we probably hit the pinnacle of negativity in this game. And the video had two uh, YouTubers slash streamers and the topic of uh, conversation was, are we being too negative? My community is saying that we're being too negative and we need to be more upbeat. And the conversation between the two streamers were, nah, we're not being too negative. They deserve all of it. Let's, let's continue <laughs> to hate on people. Full speed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I got so angry. <laughs> like, I mean, I was furious at people. Um, and I, God, I talked so much crap. Um, thing is, all the people that were negative back then, like, I watch some of their streams now, and it's so much better. It's just they had to make content, and negativity got clicks. And so you kind of stole mine. Um, but so I'll change it to something different. There's a lot of talk about the challenge rancor um, being MMO style and everyone has to be on right now. That's probably second for me. Number one, my number one most hated thing or worst part of this year has to be the first GL's ultimates having damage immunity while slowing them down by 40% as well. That is 
by far the most frustrating mechanic I have suffered through for what about eight months now of hi I'm Ray I'm going to go into damage immunity I'm not going to take a turn for 45 seconds um have a good day guys like (laughs) that's it just oh that's such an awful mechanic I'm so glad that they fixed it with the new GLs and they don't have that but now everybody says that their ultimates suck because they don't have damage immunity and it's not the same. And it's like, oh my God, this is just painful. When an opposing Ray goes into ultimate, your entire team takes two turns and she's still in ultimate. And you're like, guys, I have something else to do today. Can, can we hurry this along? <laughs> yeah. Now, I haven't I haven't had to participate in it yet. Well, had to. I, I just haven't had the availability to when my guild has done it. So I have a total of five new mats, but I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're about to start another raid tomorrow, and um, we kind of got screwed on the last one. We still completed it, but it took, what, 28 hours to complete because we're in P4 organizing our hit to drop it on all in one shot, and... So, so what we did was we drop it down to 85%, you know, that way if somebody can't get their 4% that they're supposed to, we'll, you know, we have wiggle room. Somebody goes in, drops it below 80% in P4, then quits the guild and quits the game. Jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, did, did you end up quitting? I, I was actually going to ask about that. Actually, you know what? I, sh- I should check his... Uh, SWGOH.GG page. Um, I can tell you he did quit the guild. Um, Let's, let's see if he's been on. Um, No, he, he has not climbed in arena since. Uh, So I think he just quit the game. Um, Luckily we still finished. And here's the thing. Since the first one that we ran, everybody, um, got their Maliks to R5. Everybody got their Jangos and their B1s to R5. And everybody got their, well, most people have Han to, at R5 because of the Jedi Master Luke requirements. Um, but God, was that painful. God, was that painful. Um, the good news is the combination of Han and Malik can get you anywhere between 0.6 and 0.8%. Um when you're at that 20% stage. So if you can just burn every character you have to get it down to 20%, and then your guild as a whole, each goes in with just, you know, going with Malik once and going with uh, CLS Han and Chewie a second time, it's not a problem. Um, You know, you can get it done as long as the whole guild works together and curses out the person that's no longer in your guild. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I particularly have enjoyed. So the only time, only damage I've done to the Rancor has been on my alt, actually, ironically, because um, I, I only have one Relic 5 character. So I can't choose, I can't, I have to either do phase one or phase four, because otherwise the Rancor eats me. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have General Skywalker go in, do his like 40k <laughs> damage. And then I'm like, guys, I did, I, I did my part. Like, can't you guys <laughs> keep up? Come on. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, 
Anyways, yeah. we should probably not dwell on it. I, no. People in the chat are, are also commiserating with. Uh, I I get it. It's frustrating. Yeah. I think the more more frustrating thing is, and it's not really. It's just a bad time of year for it. But CG isn't talking about it. They're like right. they, they were talking about it. In fact, and then they had their previously scheduled vacations. Like they should go on vacation. So we're all just <laughs> as a community left in the lurch of like we're miserable and the devs are like we're with our families like <laughs> right every every other you know i heard people complaining about every, every year they disappear for this week and the next week um and i was like guys half of my firm right now is on vacation because that's what people do this week like people go on vacation the week between christmas and new year's it's like the most common time to go on vacation um it's okay. They're allowed. They're allowed to take a one-week break. Um, but yeah. So let's let's um, let's keep going with this year in review because we actually have a ton of podcast questions to get to oh tonight. Gosh, so much yeah. as well. Um, and actually, this uh, the best and worst part of 2020 is a podcast question this next one's also a podcast question just moved it to the front because it seemed very on topic um what is your biggest hope for 2021 in this game um gosh i I have so many hopes honestly like i i really like the game as is i want i want more catch-up mechanics I feel like a little bit bait and switch just a tiny bit. Like, so, so they made the, the reason I didn't say my favorite thing of their, the catch-up mechanic that they gave of like being able to farm shards and stuff was faster was good. That is good. But I, my alt already had a ton of characters farmed that he couldn't gear. And uh, they haven't made gear uh, so that they've made gear more available in terms of like the challenges and, you know they, they've added some stuff but in terms of like my my new player account is still just kind of slogging through like it's it's still going to be a long time to be able to get any characters up to or consistently get them up to 13 and right now man getting one character if you get a new character and you have to bring him all the way up to relic seven or god forbid relic eight it's a massive amount of resources. So I would love some kind of extra catch-up mechanic just to get us to the gear 12 faster or gear 13 faster. I, I don't know how you do that exactly because then relics are kind of linked to that additional gear that you're using. So I don't know how they could do it, but I would like that. I would also, I would also really like to have like a, the ocean of characters that they were propose or that they had kind of talked about in at the start of the year of this year like here's what i would like to do like right now we're in the space where you and i can kind of mostly if we're spending money keep up it would be really interesting to me though if they created like a store where you just get currency from like doing just challenges or something like that and you had to pick basically between two different like teams like what if what if they released a store with 10 characters in it it's, there's two five-man teams or some something like that. I don't know. May, maybe this would just be totally awful and people can just curse me out uh, in their minds if they want. You can always feel free to do that, by the way. But um, <laughs> I, like, I've always just thought it would be cool to like, what if, what if we had to choose 
between faction like you're like okay i can either get like the mandalorian faction or i can get like the uh the bad batch or something i, I don't know but but like so you have to basically commit you're like okay it's gonna be like a six or seven or eight month farm to get them all the way farmed and everything and i'll be ignoring the other faction because if i try to split it between the two i just won't get either of them uh, like something like I, I would like some kind of more I'd like top end diversity, I guess, is maybe the thing I'm thinking of, of like, because when I scout, it was a shock to me the other day or last week, I think, when my opponent didn't have Jedi Knight Luke, that that doesn't <laughs> ever happen. And yeah. the fact that it's so uncommon makes like a lot of scouting just kind of, kind of unnecessary. I would like, I would like to be like, oh, how does this change the dynamics of their entire roster? It would be, it, I'd like more diversity. So that was long-winded of me, as per usual. How, well, how about you, Solo? <laughs> uh, I will probably be less long-winded, but I think we'll agree on this one. I want changes to Grand Arena in that I, I, I want a new division, and I want to start placing more teams because I, I was going through my teams with, um, you know, the addition of Beskar now that will have him G13 next week, and – the number of teams I'm leaving on the bench right now is astounding. <laughs> like it is uh, it truly amazing that all these good teams just aren't, aren't getting play. And it's not because I'm ignoring them. It's because you only have to use 14 teams. Um, I, I, I want to go back to stretching the roster. Now, when we first entered division one, you know, we were like 4.5 million or so to fill the board. We, we literally stretched our rosters. Like we still had gear. I still have gear 11 on my defense with Kira, uh, but we still had a bunch of gear 11s on our defense. Like you would have a couple of the high ranked teams. We did it when gear 13 wasn't a thing, but you would have, like half gear 12, half gear 11 on your board, whether it's offense or defense. And now it's, I have tons of gear 13s that I want to use. They're just sitting on the bench and it's, it's not, it's a challenge because of the teams that are there. It's not a challenge to my roster. So I'd like more, I'd like a new division that gives us more. Oh man, yeah, that's you. Yeah, you're right that I agree. That's that's absolutely <laughs> accurate. I would, I would love to have, I would love to have more opportunities to use my full roster, or at least a big chunk of it. It's like my sisters just kind of don't exist for me anymore. The this season, I have not used my sisters except one time as a failed cleanup attempt. They killed like one character on the cleanup. That was it. Yeah. And that's what I've used. I guess they failed. So actually, my nice sisters have been used twice. They failed against Geos in that really weird RNG thing. And then they uh, they failed to clean up Sith Eternal Emperor and Malak. They just killed Malak and died. So that's what nice sisters are doing. But they, if we had to place two more teams in GAC, they would suddenly be very, very relevant again. They would be. And here's the thing. They would make me, that would make me gear 
up more characters or want to gear up more characters. Like right now, you don't have to gear up more than 14 teams or 15 if you want to have an extra team. You know, if we were using more teams on defense, more of my B-level characters would be on the list to get geared up. I just, I'm not going to use them, so I'm in no rush to gear them. That's, you know, there, there you go. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, yeah, totally fair. It's a man. It, I do have a few characters I need to gear. I'm, yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting year. Like in a lot of ways, now that they have their feet under them. Like if we see more of the same. Like if we have another year that's as slow as this year, kind of. Like they've really. It seems like they've been producing a lot of stuff lately. Like they've they put yeah. out the new raid, which I know people don't like, but that's still. That still did take effort on their part uh, to design and to try to make it work the way they do. They have the, all the new Mando characters that are all pretty fantastic characters. They have um, the Galactic Challenges. They have another game mode in the works, at least in terms, uh, you know, they're testing it at the, at the very least they're testing it because we have, we have stuff for, for that in the data mines. Like it seems like they've got their feet under them and now they can start running with the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was so acceptable I, this year isn't going to be acceptable next year. Go right. ahead. So I, I actually, you started to bring up, and I have listed just a few of the things that they've done. And now the beginning of the year was slow. And they they were the first ones to admit that slow because they were, you know, working on behind-the-scenes stuff that we can't see. And at the beginning of the year, everyone was skeptical. I think based on what everything that's come out basically since July or August, I think is proof that what they were doing in the beginning of the year really was working on a ton of stuff and it just wasn't ready for us, which is a shame, but you know, that's, I think the proof is in the pudding as they say. So here's a few of the things that have happened this year that has no content. We got, the journey guide to start it off so that all players can, um, you know, access these legendaries basically whenever they want, which I think was a huge addition. We have the challenge rancor. We have simable hat. We have galactic challenges. We have, um, you mentioned the shard uh, or farming changes that was made. We have, four new galactic legends. We have uh, Jedi Knight Luke. We have the Vader rework. We have every character, every single character that they've released has been just a fantastic character to use. We have new relic level. We have uh, a rock, paper, scissor meta for that people have been begging for for years now, at least in Ground Arena. Fleet still sucks. Um, these are all things that happened this year when everybody, you know... <laughs> the kind of saying is God CG's done nothing this year. And if, when you actually sit down to list everything that they've done this year, they've put a ton of work into this. Um, they talk about their five-year plan and that they, they want the game to survive. And when you see the work that they've put in this year and what they've done, it shows that they do, <laughs> they are trying to keep this game going for multiple years in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that their plan right now is to keep this game going for a long time, which, which is yeah. a nice thing because 
that, I mean, we, we've championed a few like the positive side of things, but there've always been just this shadow of doubt in the back of my mind. And I'm sure some of that's just planted by certain content creators, but like, it, you know, it, when you see a lot of, you don't, you don't ever see, at least I, I don't see a ton of evidence. Now I do, I guess, because our Discord server is kind of blown up and we get new players on it and stuff. Uh, so they're asking, but I, you don't see as many people saying like, oh, I just started this game and it's awesome. What you see are people link me to these posts because they know that it annoys me uh, when people do their like, I'm quitting the game, humph, posts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm mad and it, it, et cetera. And so, you know, that people link me to that. And I'm like, man, I just see all these people quitting and angry about the game. And it just kind of, you know, eventually kind of takes seed in my mind. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe the game won't stay alive. And they're not making new content very fast. Like, hopefully, hopefully people keep spending, which they did. But... Um, yeah, I, it's nice. I, I firmly believe that the, they have every intention of keeping this game around for a long time, which is good. And they've mostly, yes, they've monetized kind of a little bit more strenuously, but the game, I mean, it's still, you can still play it. I see a lot of people playing it free to play successfully. So, you know, hey, my alt is mostly free to play because I, <laughs> If there was spending on it on one time, but I mean, I have two Galactic Legends. I have every Legendary except for Beskar. And granted, I don't get the Legendaries the first time on that account. It's, oh, look, a Legendary, I'll get it in three months when it comes back. But it is still very possible to play this game free to play. And on that account, I don't even finish first in... Um, Fleet Arena. I, I just finished top 50, so I'm only getting 500 crystals a day between my two arenas. So it's not even like I'm getting the 900 that my main account gets from finishing first in both both arenas. So it's very possible still to do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and that's part of why I made my Prevail Man account was just to kind of show, like, just because you're free to play or mostly free to play, it doesn't mean that you can't compete. Like you're, you develop your roster slower for sure. I mean, that's right. the, the nature of things. If you want to spend money, uh, you're going to get more stuff quicker, but like, uh, that's, that's why I started the prevail man really was to show people like, here's, here's how you can be competitive, even at those super low level. So uh, anyways, we should probably move on to the next. Yeah. Well, the next one is, since we are the center of this podcast, um, let's talk about how we have changed in the past year. And I, I think the obvious biggest change here is we went from a pure podcast to now we are on Twitch. Uh, we're do- we have the GAC Fight Night, which was started in about June. We have a very wonderful community. Our Discord server has blown up. Uh, as a pair, I have to say, 2020 has been really good to us. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. everything that's happened, 2020 has been a fantastic year, at least in terms of this game, not necessarily outside the game. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. For for us, oh, in, in some ways, I mean, not, you know, you, you have to... You have to kind of grimace like, you know, you, you hear about like 
corrections workers saying like they don't they wouldn't have a job if it weren't for crime so in some ways they're happy that crime exists like they're not actually right. happy crime exists but you know like they, they literally wouldn't have a job if it didn't so you know at the same time for us like the covid in some ways did come along at a convenient time for us as content creators because people were just more available online and they're like well I may as well get into this game. Like, what does it have to offer? And we're like, oh, ooh, watch us. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it hasn't been a great year in terms of, like, <laughs> world health or whatever. But, like, for us, we, we have we have actually, we've done quite well. I've, I'm very, I've been really pleased with, uh, you know, the Discord server especially, man. It's It's been... It's been so fun just to see, you know, just random people coming in and talking to each other and discussing. And now I'm like, man, we need, we need moderators soon. I think <laughs> it's amazing like, that we've I, done this without them. <laughs> I, like I, it, the only way we could do it is because we're a tandem and like we have two people who can like, otherwise it'd be too much for just one person. So, I mean, yeah, yeah we've, but I can't keep up. I, there, there are huge portions of conversation on our discord server that i just don't have the time to read now that's yes yes which is the way we wanted it to be and yes. the biggest change now we should actually highlight this um here is thanks to the discord changes uh you can now come in and we've had people you know not streamers just people on our discord server that have streamed their uh, Grand Arena fights, and we have a channel set up that you can jump onto the Discord server and have your Grand Arena fights, and you know, share your screen, and you can get you can essentially get help in live time as people join in in the voice chat, in and out of the voice chat, watching you play. Um, which I think that's going into twenty twenty one. That's also on my list of things that I'm looking forward to or hoping for is that we start putting that to, or other people start putting that to um, much more use. Cause I think that's a really fun thing that's going to be able to occur on that discord server. Yeah. Have it be the place where if you just want to pick up a quick GAC match or you want to show people like show off your sweet skills, like come on down to the gambit and just, just hop on and, Maybe people watch it, maybe they won't. Maybe there'll be people like it. It'd just be nice to have that kind of be the place to do it, though. It is. It is. And uh, so when we joined Twitch, I, I think this deserves a shout out or shout out. Um, we do have to say thank you to the Escape podcast. As if you remember, we were on their show, uh, what, probably three days, because it was a Friday and then a Monday before our first broadcast on the Gambit Pod. Uh, or on Twitch, and uh, they they got us to 50 followers within, God, the blink of an eye. So uh, we we shout them out all the time when we can. Uh, but since it's a year a year in review, I think it's a good time to shout them out now as well. And their Twitch is, I mean, I remember when they were going for like 300 followers, and now they're in the 800. So uh, good oh, yeah. on you guys. You, you've had a good year <laughs> as well. Uh, but Let's talk about our own personal accomplishments. And lucky enough, uh, I ran a DSR bot comparison of us 
<laughs> back in on January 2nd of 2020. And then I ran the hotbot comparison because God, it's just easier to read. Um, <laughs> you know, today. And you can see how much has changed in a year. Um, and God, it, it's so drastic. I mean, it is. Remember when Zetas used to be a thing? And now, if you look at the comparison, our Zetas are. Uh, we've gotten more than one a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm looking at this. Let's see. We had 98 each at the start yeah. of the year. And now, because there are different comparisons, I'm like trying to jump around. And oh, now yeah. we're at 152 and 154. So Here's literally more than one a week. Yeah. That's, that's absurd. Um, and you look at the GP gains that we had from 5.7 to 7.2. Um, <laughs> <that's, Jeez. laughs> it's, it, it's, uh, it has been quite the change in the community. Um, Our lifetime banners have gone from 150-ish range to close to 600K. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, the changes that happen in a year, like you don't notice it as you're going week to week because you're, you're just doing the next thing. And, you know, every week we talk about the changes we make to our roster and they never, how many times this year have we said, God, I don't feel like I've done anything to my roster. I've thrown on a piece, a couple pieces of gear. And then you look at the year end comparison and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, let's see. Gear 13. We were at 39 and 45. Yeah. And now we're at 95 <laughs> and wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. 108 and 110. Yeah. Oh, did they pass you on gear 13s randomly? Okay. Well, somebody just got Here. best card at gear 13. That's uh, true. <laughs> not trying to rub it in. I just, you were ahead of me for like months. So I just expected you to be, yeah. me to be ahead. Oh, and the one thing that we didn't talk about the change is the, um, mod slicing because now we have six dot mods and six e to six a mods and if you look at it on the 25 plus category for mods um, <laughs> yeah it, it's at least for me it's almost solely because of that mod slicing that started in september um because and now i mean it feels like every week i'm getting a plus 25 mod uh you know, it's jumping up you, from like a plus 21, but... I was beating you so soundly in plus 25. You were, you've, you you've, been, you've been getting <laughs> super lucky. I'm like, I, I've been getting like no slices. I'm, I'm extremely bitter yeah. about that. So, yeah. I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy for you. I am bitter, though. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I'm, it'll swing around for me, I'm sure. It's... Uh, that's one of the things that the, the luck of this game, it's what drives some sales for them, certainly. Right. And uh, yeah, so it, it has been a wonderful year, uh, both in-game. Honestly, there's there's been some negative, um, but it's been a great year in the game. Like when you talk about the characters that came into this game, we haven't even, other than Luke and Vader, we really haven't even talked about the characters um they have been every character that's been released has been good every single one that they released in this past year has been 
a strong character. I feel like we were saying that the other day. I was I was trying to think back. I, I we should actually look, but I feel like the the latest, the most recent character that they came out with that, that sucked was Rose. And even then, that, that made a lot of people happy initially for the resistance faction. Uh, we never got into it, but like Rose, Rose isn't of much use. But after, beyond that though, like it's been like two years since they've made a bad character. Right. I mean, part of that is last year, they just didn't make a lot of characters, but they have been knocking character kits out of the park recently um, to the point where when Beskar came out, everyone's like, oh man, this character sucks because he's not taking down Galactic Legends right now. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like th- that is the bar that they've set for themselves that every character that comes out plays some some role in a Galactic Legend killing team. And you're like, man, this legendary can't kill a Galactic Legend right now. He sucks. <laughs> I know, I was, I was telling Clash today, I was talking to him, I was like, I, I wish... I just wish the Beskar was more obviously powerful. Like, I just wish he just hit like a truck and it was obvious. Right. Instead, he takes out a knife and, you know, or he shoots his little bird things. And, <laughs> you know, like you, it, it, he can be very good. It, it's just in a very non-obvious way. And he's right. like, yeah, he was like, my, my initial hope was that he'd kill Galactic Legends too. But I guess I'll just settle for him killing everything else. <laughs> right, right. I was like, that's a good perspective to have. Touche, <laughs> touche clash. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, so that's, you know, like I said, we have a lot of uh, podcast questions. So why don't we get into our weeks because we are still talking about Grand Arena, etc. That way we have more time for the podcast questions. Um, so, Zareth. <laughs> You know, we're in week three. You you were coming into this week at what five and one? Five and one, yes, sir. So how how did you start off this week? Ah, uh, well, let me look at my notes here. So who knows? Um, yeah. So the guy the guy played my, my most recent round had been fantastic. I I hadn't I didn't fail a single attack on that uh, like that entire week on my main and. So going into this week, the the pool of uh, of opponents was not super strong. Like no no one obviously strong. Like no one with like 600k lifetime. There are a couple with decent lifetime. And at this point, it's like if you took one season off, you know, uh, that, that doesn't mean you're a bad player. It just means you took one season off. Like that that could hugely throw off the um, the lifetime banner calculation anyway. So uh, this guy, this guy was a pretty good player. He, he liked to place uh, Ray with relic. He had relic five Jawas and L3. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to not fail any attacks this week. Um, I, I want to fail a few this week. So I promptly did that with general Skywalker into Ray. Um, and I mean, I, I wanted to win, of course, but uh, I just, I, they were the Jawas, like he had them modded super fast and uh, they were able to hide before I could do some certain things. And I, it kind of turned into a fiasco. I ended up killing just, uh, just everyone else, but not Ray. I had to clean her up. I still ended up though. So the rest of his teams, I was able to, 
uh, be super efficient. I ended up with a 2111, which is actually like really close to a score I got uh, later this week in in round three where uh, I had failed one uh, or I hadn't failed any. Like that it's a good score regardless. And so the guy, the guy failed a few times and like I, I ended up just beating him really soundly. But um, that Ray with Jawa's team kind of, I thought that I was, was going to be easy with with General Skywalker, and it, it just it wasn't. So I got the win though, and uh, happy enough to obviously happy enough to get it. How about how about you, Solo? You're you were undefeated going into this round, correct? I was uh, undefeated coming into this round, and oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, so I started off this round against a guy that. He always used Jedi Master Luke to beat Rey. He always placed two Galactic Legends on defense. Then he would keep Jedi Master Luke and he'd keep Supreme Leader Kylo. He used Jedi Master Luke on Rey and then he would use Kylo on, you know, whatever else was on the board that he needed Kylo. Um, And so I I set up a little trap for him in that I put... uh, my Ray and Darth Revan in front, and then I put my Jedi Master Luke in the back, knowing that he's going to use his Jedi Master Luke on uh, my Ray, and then he'd have nothing for my Jedi Master Luke hiding in the back. He opened up the back and he tried. I'll, I'll give him. He tried. Actually, no, this one didn't even try. Um, <laughs> he saw he saw my back zone and just said, nope, I'm not beating that. Didn't even make an attempt on it. Um, so if nobody watches this pot or listens to this podcast, they won't know what was hiding in my back zone that first round. Uh, and then just cleared the top and I kind of skated through <laughs> with the win. Um, so I, I, I prevented the full clear uh and preserved my secrecy while doing it. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it is funny sometimes. You're like, well, no one will ever know what was back there, right? <laughs> and sometimes, you know, sometimes I want them to know because this week I kind of made it a point of at one point every Galactic Legend was on defense. That way, whoever scouts me next week will sit there and think well, crap, if he does this, how am I going to counter it? You know, if he does this, how am I going to counter it? I wanted every single Galactic Legend on defense at some point, and I did it, except for people aren't going to know I had Jedi Master Luke on defense because he never got touched, um, which there's worse there's worse things to happen, but that was kind of my goal, and it didn't happen. Uh, but so that was the first round we both won. We headed into the GAC fight night, which uh, was Friday night, and we had good old Maurice on. All three of us had a tough matchup. Uh, how did your round two go? And that was one for the books, wasn't it? It was. Um, we, it was. we all three of us. So, I, like, we were realistically talking about maybe all three of us losing, the, right. like yeah. having the first Gambit fight night where all three people lost. Like, it was it was a <laughs> sketch fest uh, for me. I faced a dude from Red Machine, which is a Russian guild, and it's a really strong territory war guild. Well, I, I mean, they don't compete at the very, very highest level, but like they, they have all the comps, they have all the 
you know, they, they know all of the different things. And my guy out maneuvered me pretty well. Like I, I have to give him credit. He, he posted the eternal down in a comp that like, I, I could have seen it actually, if I had, if I had studied it the way I should have, I, I could have seen that his Malak wasn't with Darth Revan. So we put Darth Revan without Malak in the front zone along with Ray. And I'm like, Ooh, Ray, I'll just use Vader. So I kill, killed uh, Ray with Vader yay you know that's it's like it's like my my latest addiction i, I love killing uh, ray teams with vader i just like i need to actually stop thinking of that as my automatic counter but uh, one way or another like i so it worked it worked fine uh, and then i was i managed barely managed to kill his darth revan squad because uh, my rex wasn't modded the way it should he should be uh, anyways got to got to the back and uh, lo and behold He's got Sith Eternal with Malak, which shuts down my troopers. I, I know I've had a couple people message me. They're like, you know that troopers could still win that fight, right? I saw Arnold, Arnold do it. And I'm like, I don't have Relic 7 troopers. Right. Like I, my, he has my troopers, very good troopers. <laughs> yeah, like my troopers are good, but I, I don't know if Gideon, like I know that Gideon is part of some of those counters and stuff too. Like I, I have a Relic, or I have a gear 12 range trooper, at least I had this week. So there, there were a lot of differences. I'm like, you don't, you don't need to be mean, but <laughs> no, um, but, but yeah, so I didn't have a way to kill the team. I, I just failed on that count. So uh, I had to three shot it. That was where the nice sisters come in. Like I, I used commander Luke to get it down to just Sith eternal and Malak. The nice sisters came in, killed Malak. Then I had to use what geos i think to finish off sith eternal so you know i got i got the clean 30 so quote unquote clean uh and the rest the rest of the fight went well until it got to fleets and then he had a nasty negotiator comp and i had no practice against that either so i actually ended up losing that one i think i played it poorly anyways with malevolence uh was able to clean it up with no real issues but i ended up with like a I was very efficient in all my other in all my other fights that I didn't just totally catastrophically fail. I was efficient, and then uh, I, I was still only like twenty, what twenty sixty five I think was my score, which is not great compared to other scores that I've gotten in the past. You want to be above twenty one hundred just for reference. And so my the only, my one saving grace was my my fu defense. I had three Galactic Legends on the on the board. I had Darth Revan. I had I mean, all my teams were tough to beat. And uh, anyways, the guy ended up, he was still doing okay till he got to fleets. He had failed once, but he, he was okay. Uh, he kind of recovered well. And then when he got to fleets, I was like, man, he's got to drop like 40 banners. And since I think I, I did the math poorly, I think he only needed to drop like close to 30, but uh, drop close to 30, he did. And I ended up beating him by four banners. So, you know, the thing to take away from that, of course, is, like just because you're convinced that if you know your opponent will have to fail a ton of times to be able to lose to lose to you, like still be efficient because there, there were a couple of matches where I could have easily dropped four or five banners, but I was real cautious and got the full sixty instead, and that that saved me. That saved my round. The guy only failed one time against me, but my defense was able to kind of make up the difference. So, got the very very fortunate lucky win uh, after being out schemed uh, that was man that was such a crazy night so um and the guy waited till like the last hour to attack that didn't help so 
Anyways, uh, 2-0 and solo. So you're 7-0 going into this match, and this is a very tricky match for you as well. It was, and you like using Vader. I prefer not to use Vader against Ray. Um, just because when RNG hits you, RNG hits you. Um, so I did use Vader against Ray, and it failed, um, which really... So my opponent had, what, two GLs, Gas, and Darth Revan on defense. And I um, I kept enough for offense that I could deal with that. But, of course, my Vader failed. Vader attack fails, which then leaves you scrambling. Um, and so I ended up taking the loss on this one. I think I finished – I didn't finish with – awful banners i didn't you know i had a loss i didn't finish with 21 11 um but then my opponent one shot the board and that that was that uh that's you know put a fork in her uh there was no christmas miracle on friday night for me <laughs> oh man i was so bummed I, I wanted you to get that perfect season brother yeah, yeah. The curse of eleven and one, knock on wood, strikes again. Um, yeah, but anyway. So you are having a perfect week. You're headed into round three. How did your final match go? Uh, so my opponent has had some really good results this season. He had, he had kind of low lifetime banners, but like he's clearly trying harder or he's doing better than he has in the past, whatever, like he's won a lot and he puts a pretty good, like a lot, a big part of it is him putting a, a good defense down. Uh, so, you know, he, he has a Ray, he had a, he had a good Ray team. I uh, put Sith Eternal in the back. He has a Darth Revan team, a few other good solid squads, like nothing that was just a, an obvious throwaway. So, um, I, I, I managed to navigate it pretty well. I, I put a really tough defense down too. I, I, this is where scouting comes in huge. Cause I was like, okay, just, just out of curiosity, how fast is his Rex? And his Rex was like, I was talking about how my Rex is too slow. His Rex is like just atrociously low. Like I don't, I don't mean to be insulting. He just, it, it was so low that even though my Darth Revan has reduced speed because I, I have my faster mods on other characters, I don't see, I don't need him to be as lightning fast as he used to be. Uh, even with that reduced speed, my, my Darth Revan would still go before his General Skywalker team would. And so after that, uh, and, and he, he clearly usually puts his Darth Revan on defense and he, he likes to use Supreme Leader Kylo to kill Darth Revan. So I just put my Revan up front, just like, hey, I don't think you can beat this unless you use a Galactic Legend. Uh, and then I put my usual FU defense and like, so he, he failed on Darth Revan right away. And then he, he was pretty efficient getting through my bottom zone after that. He, he one shot a couple teams, got, got to the back, one shot both teams in the back, including one of my, at least one Galactic Legend. And then up top, let's see, he started with a fail against Grievous and then he finished, he cleaned it up for 55 and then... He beat my Jedi training Ray team in one. And then he couldn't get past my Padme team. He tried three times and quit. So he, there were two zones he just couldn't get through. I uh, didn't get to my ships. And uh, yeah, I, 
I, I was pretty sure like after I, I didn't get the high score. It was like a third or 21, 21, 11, 21, 13, something like that. So not the highest, but the second he lost to Darth Revan, that meant it was over. So, um, you know, and I had said on the, on the stream, like I, I'm pretty sure my defense is going to be really rough on him. And, and it was happily for me and sadly for him. So going into this final week of 5v5 with an 8 and 1, hopefully we can get to 11 and 1, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how was your final match? How did you, how was your recovery from the, uh, the frustrating <laughs> match well, two, round two? I am a sore loser. So my poor, poor opponent that I went up against, um, <laughs> in round three so uh, again I, I said you know I, I knew he was going to struggle uh he always places what he always places uh jedi master luke and ray on defense and so of course the thing to do uh when you place both of them on defense is to <laughs> place supreme leader kylo hiding in the back and that's exactly what i did um uh, that seems to be the thing to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I placed Kylo in the back. Oh, and he placed gas on def on defense too. So he didn't even have the gas uh, cheese counter to a spring leader Kylo. Um, so I, I, I placed my Kylo in the back. He took three attempts on, he got to the back zone. Actually, before he got to the back zone, I also saw that he likes to use Jawas on geos um i hate having geos on defense but if i know you're going to use jawas and get a 47 i will gladly let you burn 13 banners on that attack um yeah <laughs> and so i put geos front bottom and he lost his jawas lost <laughs> to my geos which it makes it even better so i got a hold there and i was like oh this is great and then he gets to the back zone three attempts on supreme leader kylo um just gives up after three attempts. He goes up to my top. He, and I always place, I don't put Hux on my Supreme Leader Kylo team because he makes that KRU team so much stronger and it's still going to draw a strong counter to counter my Supreme Leader Kylo. Like, even if I don't have Hux on the team, most people are still going to have to use Jedi Knight Luke or Jedi Master Luke to counter him. So I figure why might as well make another strong team. And he lost to my KRU Hux uh, team as well. So he, I, I just, and he attacked before I went. So I went on stream um, and cleared his board. I will say though, and I, I went up against a Ray, Queel, IG-11, L3, and Vandor Chewbacca team. And Queel uh, and IG-11 were both R7. They were both modded well. Good Lord. Uh, I realized, thanks to Klesso, my mistake afterwards, and that's I didn't take Vandor Chewbacca out fast enough because he has the damage immunity, or not damage immunity, damage reduction built into his kit of 25%. I probably wouldn't have timed out if I saber through Vandor earlier in the match. Um, but 
IG-11 took three Ray Saber throws to the face and was still standing. It was, <laughs> I was so frustrated. And you're sitting there and you're like, play faster, play faster, play faster. Right. <laughs> and now I'm going to circle back to what I said earlier. And then Ray goes into ultimate and you're taking 10 turns and she's just sitting there in ultimate like, I'm not going to take a turn, guys. I'm just going to sit here, damage immune. Sorry. Um, God, I'm so frustrated. So I timed out. But even with the loss, I um, ended up earning, what, 2102? This guy put three Galactic Legends on defense. He had three of them on defense. And I still finished with a loss above 2,100 points. Um, And for the second round in a row, I got to do a uh, Sith Eternal solo on gas. So it's really... making me rethink when I put gas on defense now because that was the such an easy 63 banners (laughs) yeah it's like it can get dicey a little bit at certain points but yeah I mean and then you get the 63 you're like oh man that was that was so easy but uh you know right (laughs) it, it was it was like I feel like you got a little bit but bit bad of a you got a little bit of bad RNG there. So I don't know. I am really interested to see if that continues to be a consistent counter. I know someone in your stream was saying that it's only a what? 60% win rate or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's actually accurate or not. I I could honestly see if arc is modded for high offense, I could see them the clones being able to take down alone Sith Eternal. Um, because they they got my Sith Eternal down to the yellow. So it's not like, you know, the Kylo against uh, General Grievous one where your, your Kylo is basically, it looks like he's recovering protection because of all the turn meter that's being stolen from him. Um, my Sith Eternal got down to the yellow. And so I think... If you're going up against a really strong arc, it I could see how it could get hairy. Yeah, I we'll just have to explore that. But it's it's, it's fun to see. At least it, <laughs> it was fun to see you do it to someone. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, uh, yeah, so that was our week. I finished two and one. You finished three and zero. Oh. Uh, we are both charging towards 11 and one and we've said it on the podcast before. It sucks to lose. It really does suck to lose. But if you go into the season and somebody says, Hey, you're going to finish 11 and one, you're going to take that 99 times out of a hundred. You know, there's that one little piece of you that's like, no, 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 I want to get 12 and oh, but I don't think I'll ever complain with an 11 and one season. So hopefully we both finish it strong next week and and successfully yeah you're right yeah i I end up i i think my alt i would feel a little (laughs) that's fair (laughs) that that's the one out of the 100 because your alt is absurd Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that that's true (laughs) uh all right so we're actually getting to the podcast question (laughs) section about a half hour faster than we normally do normally it's like We've been going for an hour and 50 minutes. It's like, oh, let's plow through these. Um, but 
this was the goal, folks. There's a lot of podcast questions this time. So we wanted to give it time to give them their due. Because uh, we do have now 14 lined up. And the last one, the last one's probably my favorite. So let's let's get through it so we can get <laughs> to the last one. Um, there. All right. So when a new character drops that's not a galactic legend that completely redefines or creates a whole new team, like... Jedi Knight Luke, uh, Brood Alpha, Mon Mothma, etc., etc., and appears useful. And do you a farm the character and then wait to see the best comps, uh, Zetas and or whether to gear? B farm farm gear and Zeta the character and then wait to discover what the best comp is. Or C farm gear and Zeta the new character and the best apparent team at the time. Or is it some variation of these? Is it none of these? Or is it all situational? How how do you approach new characters when they come out and they just look, you know, they they look to be a ten? So, ever since Commander Luke came out way back in the day, uh, that set the precedent of farm every single character, especially the new ones, as fast as you can. And sometimes that pans out. A lot of times it does, in fact, especially because we were saying like all the characters they release are good lately. Uh, sometimes like like a lot of people were frustrated because the prepared squad, the solo team, <laughs> yeah. didn't end up having a, didn't have a galactic legend or whatever, or a, a legendary associated with it. Uh, and that, that might've been one of the more disappointing squads because certain parts of it were good. But anyways, um, yeah, so I would say if you, if you and this this is holds for everybody in my opinion, except for maybe the very newest of players who still need to form like or farm their like core important teams. Like, if a new character comes out, you should be farming them as fast as you can. Like, I'm not saying use crystals in shipments. Like, if you want to do that, I know Kleso does that. A lot of people do that, uh, at least at our GP level. But uh, it do double farms at least once like do it do a refresh once it comes out if you can or if i mean if you're if you're free to play like my my alt is mostly free to play like i don't spend much on on it at all i've spent some in the past just a tiny bit but um yeah far like i i've i've beat i beat a lot of veteran players to farming a lot of the newer characters on that on that account because I just consistently every day like I just finished getting Kara and Ty Bomber and uh, Rebel Y Wing and Mando and Grief they're all seven stars now on that account because I'm just consistently doing I, I haven't even done a refresh every day on that account but farm it as a baseline um, I tend to just wait to see if there's a good comp like so you have you have good whales who come up with these cool comps like you know if clash if it's in the if it's in his kind of like wheelhouse of teams or whatever like I'll, I'll know pretty soon if it's a team i want to gear right away for the most part though gear a lot of times can wait until you're at seven stars because a three star character at, at gear 11 is incredibly underwhelming in almost every circumstance <laughs> at this point yeah. Except for maybe like Watt. Like there's a couple that, that kind of defy that, but like, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. there's certainly some and they're still coming out with them. 
but they're not, I don't know, like, like Mothma is probably another one. Like the, the list can go on. I just, for the most part, you can wait. You, you can wait. Um, sometimes I feel anxious to get them though. I really wanted Beskar. So I got him and now I don't know what to do with him because like he's not ready yet. We don't even have the right team for him, I don't think. So I don't know. Yeah. That's that's my that's my approach. What what about you, Solo? I know you do a lot of that. I yeah, so I have uh, I'll talk about two different approaches because I have my main account and then I have my alt account. They're both high GP um, and get played very differently. Um, on my main account, I will gear eleven every single character. Hopefully, within a month of them coming out, I I want them gear eleven before they become farmable. That way, once they become farmable, um, I can get them to gear twelve like that once I finish them at seven stars because the latest thing that CG is doing and it's a completely understandable thing is you need gear to unlock the new legendary character, etc., etc. So, um, and I've been doing this since the solo character days or even before that it's new character comes out, get them to gear 11. Um, I don't, if they're bad, if the kit just looks bad, like I did, I didn't get Rose to gear eleven um, until <laughs> Galactic Legends came out. But ninety percent of the time, they're going to be brought up to gear eleven and brought up to gear eleven fast because, you know, like you're saying, you're going to need them at seven stars, and you might need them at seven stars fast. Nowadays, you're probably going to need them at gear thirteen fairly fast as well so if you get them to 11 you're set and then when they come out um you know once they become free to play farmable then i will go in and uh double or triple refresh as soon as they come out um my main account has zero farms open right now except for like ig11 and quill um Oh, no, that's a lie. I finished them. Moff Gideon, I mean, um, because he's not farmable yet. Uh, I'm not buying him with crystals, though. Um, my alt account is different because, like I said, I don't finish first in both arenas every day, and I have to take a different approach with that account. Um, I have two Galactic Legends on that account because I don't do the same thing that I do on my main account. On that account, I expect to get the legendary the second time. Um, and that means I don't have to get every character to seven star or to gear 11 right away because I will have, you know, three months until they're free to play farmable and then another three months to find out who I have to gear up. So on that account, I will farm them as soon as they become farmable, but I don't gear them just because. I have less crystals to work with on uh, that count. So that's my kind of two approaches in terms of this question as well. Cause it's kind of, you know, I know, I know who asked it. Um, I tend to take the wait and see approach to see what the best team is going to be. I won't wait, you know, a month, but like with Beskar, I didn't, 
I didn't get him to gear 13, you know, the day I unlocked him because I don't know what the best team is yet. So I'm, I'll get him to gear 13 today and I will kind of, I'm still trying to figure out what the best team with him is. Right. Well, so I'm glad you said that at the end, like with your alt, you do it differently because with our mains, it's kind of a no brainer. Like we're, we're end game players. We have, we have all the toys. We, you know, it, like it's expected. It's the, it's the obvious move because what else are we going to even do? Like, right. it seems foolish to farm gear when we have these other like kind of obviously better options available. Uh, you know, like we want, why would we wait on these characters? Like just, just farm them. Cause we don't have anyone else to farm, but we definitely do have other teams that we can, you know, be working on, uh, right? You know, with our with our other accounts. So, so yeah, that's I guess that's it. Just just important to keep that in mind for the newer players. Like, you're not bad for not farming characters right away or gearing them right away if you just can't do it. If there are other better things to do, but yeah, you know, All right. All right, let's get into the next question. If you could delete one character, and this is a two-part question, so I'll ask the first part now. If you could delete one character and add another, who is your choice? Jeez, that is a crazy one. Um, delete one. If you want, I know I know my answer for this one. Yeah, to give you time to think. Go for it. So, so I would probably delete someone stupid like Mob Enforcer. Um, I, you know, it was said in the, our chat that Rose has a use now. She's R5, so she gets eaten at the beginning of phase two of the new raid. Um, so I won't delete her because I need somebody to get eaten. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would delete uh, Mob Enforcer and I would add, I really want a good Leia in the game. Um, so she would be who I would add, I would add a good Leia character. You know, we have Rolo, we have the old Princess Leia, and the old Princess Leia was great with clones in the tank raid, but I want a good Princess Leia uh, in the game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I So I think I would do similar with you. I, I would probably end up deleting a character that just isn't used right now. And I don't want to have to farm them up for some inane, I don't know, requirement later. Like I having to gear rose, like it kills people's souls to do that. You know, <laughs> yes. like it's, it's yeah. doing damage to their psyches and I don't like that. So uh, being the man of the people that I am, uh, no, I, I just, that, that seems, that seems, the, I mean, yeah, Mob Enforcer. I'll tell you what, I I know that people chuckle about this, and so maybe I just come across as a jerk here, but I get annoyed when people are like, oh, yeah, just, uh, I, I just, I just solo them with Cup. I'm like, he's so obviously bad. It's I'm just tired of that joke. Like, I would get rid of <laughs> Cup, I think. That, that's fair. I, I would get rid of Cup for the Cup jokes. Um, yeah, I'm yes. like, clearly, I'm not going to do that, so... And it's not funny anymore. And maybe it is to other people. I just, I'm just an elitist jerk, probably. But uh, as far as something to add, I would really like them to add uh, 
I mean, there's a, there's a ton of them. I'd like, I'd love Hondo. I would love, um, <laughs> I'm like, there's a ton Hondo and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like Jabba would be fun. Hondo would be fun. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of kit. Like the thing that I keep hesitating, I'm like, it's never going to happen. So why should I ever even voice it? But like, getting characters from the old extend expanded universe from like the old Thrawn trilogy, like getting Mara Jade or Talon card would just be so cool to me. I know that it's tr- not going to happen, but you know, I would like that. Well, I guess maybe one more realistic one that we, that we could add though. I've, al- I've always said I wanted Beckett from solo. Like Kira is the light side scoundrel leader. We would, I would love to have her counterpart as a, like a dark side scoundrel, like, you know, all comers scoundrel dark side leader. That, that would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And real quick, Mudbum, Thank you for the raid, sir. It is a bummy good time here now. Um, all right, so same question, but instead of characters, if you could eliminate one faction and add in a new faction, what would it be? And I have my answer set up for this one. Yeah, go for well. it, man. All right, so um, I would eliminate the Tuscans because, A, they're mostly worthless, um, but B, it's a three-person faction. So without adding any additional uh, numbers of characters to the game, the faction I would add would be the Mortis uh, faction, and it would be father, son, and daughter to go along with uh, the Mortis arc from the Clone Wars because that was such a cool arc, uh, such a good story. I would love to see those three added into the game. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah the Mortis, I don't know how you do that because they're, they're like gods. But... They, basically, but I, I would love to see a way to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I'm not. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for that. I think. Yeah, I think that would work. Uh, yeah, Tuscans are probably the most obvious to me. They're, the other factions all, for the most part, actually have a use. Like Tuscans, I used to call it the Jawa Gambit, and I guess I still will. Where, where you know, you just like throw in a burner team in order to get, you know, the the result that you want, basically with the. Uh, uh, you know, it, to burn cooldowns and stuff. Really, realistically, Tuscans have become that faction, though. Like they're they are just worthless in almost every way. They they don't even have a niche niche, except for crazy people on Reddit who are like, "Look at me! I I have a Relic Seven Tuscan Raider, and I want attention." <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I would actually let me go back. I'm going to eliminate the Jawa faction. Because I'm so sick of being asked whether or not people should gear up their Jawas. Because if it's if it's for Grand Arena, the answer is no. The answer is no. Uh, and even for this new raid, like people tried out the Jawas, and um, uh, you know it, the team did well, and then all of a sudden we found teams that are doing. 30% damage as opposed to the 10 to 12% you get with Jawas. And just, <laughs> um, so I, I'm changing, I'm changing to Jawas. Unless my opponent is using them, then please do use them and lose to my Geos. I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> I think, I think the faction I would add would be like a gangster faction, like with, with Jabba and stuff. I think, 
I think that would be fun in yeah. terms of the faction I'd like to add. I don't know. I don't know how they'd realize it exactly. I've, I've said it for a while. I'd like that as a faction. I mean, Mandalorians as a faction would also be cool. Uh, I feel like we're going to get that though, even though you don't yeah. feel like that. <laughs> uh, all right. So next question. Who do I slip $20 to in order to get two shout outs in another podcast? And I will just point out this person did not slip me $20. So their name is not getting read off of who asked this question. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. It's me. I didn't get slip $20, but next time it happens, you better believe that they did slip me 20. No, um, it would be nice, but I, I certainly, yeah. If you, if you're going to bribe one of us though, choose me, please. Uh all right. The, the real question that goes along with that is what new to you team are you looking forward to using in 3v3? What team am I looking forward to using in 3v3? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't, I like Jedi Knight Luke in everything. He's so fun. <laughs> like, it's just so fun to to just stun the whole team. I don't know. Like it feels it feels like you you have God mode on, you know, like the old old games where you could I, they probably have it now too in the new fangled games, but like just being able to you turn on God mode and you're you know, you have all these powers and you could you just delete characters and that's what Jedi Knight Luke is. Like probably I'll end up putting him on defense most of the time, but I do look forward to using him a lot. Um, yeah. What about you solo? I am really curious how, um, Quill and IG 11 are going to be used in three V three. I need to make sure that my IG 11 is at gear 13 <laughs> for the start of three V three. Uh, I think those two combined are going to be annoying as hell on defense. So I'm really looking forward to using them on my defense and then overkilling them when they are on my opponent's defense. Yeah. Uh, well, they are interesting in terms of like, they're going to change strategy, but they're, they're interesting in some really frustrating ways, actually. Yeah. Like Ray with Quill and IG. I have no idea if that's going to be amazing or not. It seems like maybe it will be though. Uh, yeah. Uh, like uh, knowing in terms of like, how, how do you even attrition that down really? Well, I think without Vandor there or another tank or Beskar, I, I think the Ray team that you used counter Ray already will still work. Yeah, that's true. That, that very well may be the truth. I, yeah, it makes me nervous though. Like they're, they're so good in a lot of ways that everything about them, like in a lot of ways, they're very similar in function to like uh, Barris teams or like, yes. the you know, yeah. like their timeout team is what they are. They're like a modern version of the timeout teams. So why we all love 3v3. Right. <laughs> you know, and if they're not with the Galactic Legend, then you can start doing like you can start using Nihilus or Mando or whatever to kill them. But like with the Galactic Legend, it they're going to be a major pita i think so yeah um all right so next question now this this question isn't really about grand arena it's mostly about the raid but 
I think it will have a lot of impact on Grand Arena. So I, I think it's a good one to talk about. Um, as a guild officer, we're discussing our strategy for approaching the challenge tier of the pit. There were 217 million GP guild with nine galactic legends. If we wanted to have a guild farm to work towards to clear the pit, should it be Padme, Shock Clones, and Rebels, which would help us also in Lightside Geo and the pit? Or should we ask everyone to get a galactic legend, which after reviewing rosters would take about the same amount of time as building up the other three teams? Um, so you you answer that i'm not i'm gonna just pass because i <laughs> i have not studied the rancor at all like i'll i'll eventually get in on it i've just uh, i've missed yeah. all of the times to get in on it uh, with my guild and yeah so please well so here's the thing if you don't have supreme leader kylo <laughs> i don't think it's worth trying this raid um so if you're just talking strictly about the pit raid, I would say get your guild to farm 25 Kylos, 25 Rays. The 25 Kylos finish, clear the first three phases. The 25 Rays basically clear phase four, um, and you call it a day. So that is strictly talking about the pit raid. It's going to be a lot better than everybody farming a 2% team just because I, the logistics of getting everybody, 50 people to be on at once to drop the raid in one shot, I just, it just shouldn't happen. <laughs> it's just a nightmare from an officer standpoint. But it does have huge implications on Grand Arena of if you're farming Supreme Leader Kylo or Ray before you have a Padme, before you have cl- Shock and the Clones, before you have the rebels, it's going to change your grand arena. Um, there was a time when Galactic Legends first came out where having Supreme Leader Kylo in the lower divisions was an automatic win. Now you see on our Discord server a lot of people that have one GL in like um, in Division Two and. Well, not so much Division 2, but in Division 3, you know, they'll have like a Supreme Leader Kylo or they'll have a Ray. And I've seen so many complaints that all people do is load up their defense with multiple of their best teams and they can't clear either zone because you either keep Kylo. You, when you do it, you put your Kylo on defense and your opponent can't beat it. And then you can't beat any of their teams and it's no longer the instant win that it used to be. So I think getting the GLs to complete the raid is going to have a certain implication in Grand Arena, and I don't know if that's the implication that you want when you're that low in GP. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's, that's always a consideration. Like, so what, what can you do to help your guild versus what can you do to help your own roster? And yeah, GAC-wise, like early galactic legends just hurt you like it i'm I'm facing similar stuff with my division 10 account where people are getting jedi knight revan super early and it's like okay so you you got him and you you spent all these resources to farm him because i'm i'm not facing anyone with the hyperdrive bundle yet like they're all 
there are people who just naturally farmed him. And yes, he's a good character. He's a good team. Most teams can't beat it early on. And yet, like, you put it on defense, and that's all you have. Like, they faced two people with with Jedi Knight Revan, and they those are the two that did that were by far the least successful against my pretty pitiful defenses because they put Revan down, and I can't beat it. But then they can't clear anything because right. they've they've just put all of their resources into one like decent team, which is it's a good team, but there's nothing after that and it doesn't and their ships are especially horrendous because none of the jedi knight luke or jedi knight revan team does anything with ships at all yeah yeah anyways yeah so i i would say as a guild officer i would encourage the galactic legends if i was in your guild i don't know if i would encourage the galactic legends (laughs) for me personally um but at least kylo you can get two usable teams so if you're going for kylo it's not as bad um all right next question in squad arena and i'm going to leave this one to you because my days of this are way past me um what team has the highest ceiling that is, can reach the highest rank and consistently hold it. Shakti and the Clones or Jedi Knight Revan? This is obviously a mid-game question, currently running one, thinking of switching to the other. Um, and this is really rising to the top 100. Um, so your alts are in much different places than my mains, or my main is, where there's Galactic Legends down to 200 in my arena account, both my arenas. So I am not qualified to give this answer um so which would you encourage people to do shock clones or jedi knight revan Uh, definitely jedi knight revan so shock clones are they can be good definitely uh that like yeah they're they're definitely worth a look um i i just they aren't good enough frankly to to like climb that high like so so my division two alt so i'm at 4.4 million so I, i'm not like in the super early game but uh, i think this does make sense so i i'm climbing right now with general skywalker and cl- my climb i mean i just do a couple I, I do enough for the feats in grand arena and then i just uh, i call it good but like i i'm in right around you know somewhere floating between 500 and 200 and I see zero shock clone teams in that range. I do see the occasional Jedi Knight Revan. And when I, before I got General Skywalker, I was a little bit lower even still, and I was using General Grievous. Uh, so I wasn't even consistently in the top 500. Um, I still, I, that, that was where all the Jedi Knight Revan teams were and the shock clones were even farther down. So um, in terms of like being able to hold and being able to counter these teams, like both teams can beat like that both teams can beat everything up to like general skywalker like you know jedi revan can absolutely beat uh of darth revan team and so can shock clones depending on how you you know if you relic them enough if you mod them well enough i just i think that jedi revan is going to end up being stronger for you in squad arena um neither are going to get you super high in the rankings though if, I, if we're just being super honest like 
you know, you, you need General Skywalker or Darth Revan to get you to the top, you know, into consideration for top 100, at least on that shard. Early on, probably Jedi Revan gets you to top 100. All right. I don't know. That's plus plus Jedi Revan is pretty pretty easily counters most shock clone teams as long as you have similar mods and relics. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Now that we've had Piet for a while, what are some of your favorite uses for him? Um, I only use two thing use him for two things. Like number one, the the number one consideration for me for him is with Imperial troopers because. He takes a true. He takes a faction that was already kind of dying out. Like you know, I'd go through an entire GAC, and I'd be like, "Oh, you, I got to use troopers twice. That was nice." And now it's like I use them almost every fight because he just adds so much to the team. And uh, yeah, so with troop with troopers is probably the most fun because troopers just they used to take all the turns. Now they really take all the turns, like all the, all the, all the turns they kill, they kill Sith eternal emperor in certain builds they kill. I know that some people have them dialed up to kill like Darth Revan teams. It's, it's really fun. It's a fun era for troopers right now. Uh, the other one is uh, with Vader to boost Vader's potency, to be able to get things like debuffs to stick to like Malak and stuff uh, to counter Ray or to counter Darth Revan. Uh, those are the two. Two most obvious to me. What about you? I He's basically tied to Vader for me. I do, at the beginning of every Grand Arena round, I do uh, look for a team I can trooper. And if I trooper it with Piet, I will gladly do it. But most of the time, I'm sticking him with Vader and just absolutely destroying <laughs> when vader goes into merciless massacre and you know he'll you use the bit you drop the aoe you use the basic a couple times on the side characters and then he's built up three or four stacks from piet and then just unleash a saber throw that is probably my favorite use form i notice i'm getting a lot more 60s with piet on the or 61s i should say with piet on the vader team than I was previously, because previously people were getting a turn. Now sometimes Vader will just use his basic while he's in Merciless, and the character he basics just disappears. And you're like, oh, all right. That was fun. <laughs> so, um, but I, I do. I, I look for Trooper, something to Trooper first. And then if there's nothing in the front to Trooper, he will be attached to Vader. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. I I've made it so my offense doesn't rely on on troopers. Like, if I can, I will absolutely take troopers in because you get a sixty. It, like, if there's an opportunity to do to do that, it's a no brainer in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you you just take them uh, because you want the sixty. But I don't rely on that, and so if if there's uh, an opportunity for me. Like if I need Piet, there's certain Ray builds that you just really, really need extra boost in potency or for, or for whatever reason. I'll, I'll take Piet and then my troopers can still kill some stuff. Like they're not yeah. completely destroyed, but but yeah, they're they're not nearly as good without without him. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, troopers will still take out a bounty hunter team unless it's you know a full R seven bounty hunter team or something. 
Uh, That hasn't stopped, but Piet certainly helps it. Um, All right. Next question. To improve GAC matchmaking, I've started taking mods off tunes that I don't use. So far, it's been very favorable. Is this a dick move? I... So I I don't know who wrote this, and I probably like you. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a wise move, frankly. I I think yeah. I think that so you have characters that you don't use. For me, I, I don't know. There there have been I I won't say a lot. There have been some matches though where I'm like, okay, I almost never use mission, for instance. Like sometimes Zalbar. A lot of times I'll put Zalbar with Ray these days, but. Like, there have been times where it's like I, I'm at the very bottom of the barrel for teams, and I just need to kill Grievous with. I just need to clear. I don't care about banners. I just need to clear the zone because that'll get me enough banners. Um, and so I like I had one. I think was it three v three last season? Like I I was using I was using Old Republic though. I was down to the very dregs of my roster and you know that that's happened a few times and i've gotten the win because i have access to those characters that i very rarely use like the results being favorable i guess the real question is what characters in your top 65 aren't you using very often like there's not too many for me frankly like maybe rose i I don't know i haven't looked but for the most part, my top 65 are either being used in a, a an important or important-ish role, or they're uh, like they have the possibility of being used and they're a good option. So yeah, I don't know. So that's that's my take on it. Like if you remove mods on a character, that makes them unavailable, essentially. Like, sure, they they exist as warm bodies, but they're not gonna do you much good. What what are yeah. what are your thoughts, Solo? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a dick move at all. Um, I think Agreed. it's. I think it's a valid strategy. I just don't follow it. <laughs> I. Um, every single character has mods on it. In fact, every single character um, has decent mods on them, and it's it's not just so that I can show off how many plus ten mods I have. It's. God forbid some feat is going to say, use X character. Um, well, I'm going to have X character with plus 70 speed or plus, you know, 80 speed. So maybe he doesn't die when I'm trying to do the feat. Or uh, like you said, I haven't used Jin or so in God knows how long. And she's not even, she's not in my top 80 anymore anyway. So it wouldn't matter whether or not she has mods. Um I keep my mods on her, though, because what happens if I need a Rebel Revive and she has a Rebel Revive in her kit? And if I could use her with mods to maybe have the potential revive, it would be silly for her not to have mods and me not be able to use her. Um, I So it probably works to keep your mods off. It, it, it definitely works to keep your mods off, but there, I don't want to run into a day where I say, crap, I need this person. And they're just, you know, fodder for the other team because they've got 112 base speed and they're never going to take a turn. 
Right. So I, I guess for me, the question I would ask before you do think something like that is like, what, what does it gain you to do that? So if, if it's going to actually substantially change your matchup GP, then yeah, like maybe, maybe consider it, you know, I, I can understand that. The, the biggest thing for me is if it, if it just reduces your GP without it actually like impacting your matchups, like if, if it doesn't touch your top, whatever GP on your characters, like it actually benefits you to have more GP because you win tiebreakers and you have more characters available. So the only characters that you're going to be reducing the GP on is your top 65. Or if you're in lower divisions, then maybe you can like sneak into a, an easier division. But I don't know. I've, I've, never really tried to game that system too much i'm just like well whatever whatever division i'm in i guess i'll just do it i mean whatever i oh. i did do that for my for my prevail man i guess for my to <laughs> be in division 10 just because i wanted to do each division i wasn't trying for an easier one though what was that i'm gonna tell you how much um gp you save and i'm doing this on an r7 character with all 6E mods, 6E plus mods. Um, so it's about demodding a character with 6E mods is about the same as one Zeta when it comes to GP. For how many characters? Uh, for one. So I, I unmodded my Jedi Knight Luke and it was about a little over 1800 GP. Nice. Um, but I still want to have all my characters ready as a just in case. And the, the, que the big question is, why are characters in your top 65 useless? That's, you know. Well, that, uh, that's the thing I'm failing to comprehend. Like, what does it gain you? For me, my characters that I want. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I interrupted you. I, no, it's, you're saying the same thing. So, I mean... I, I just I, I guess it depends on where your roster is and but I want I if I have a character that's in my top sixty five for GP it means that they're probably geared and I want them ready just in case they're needed. Right. Right. Exactly. So uh, if you've noticed a. Uh, one thing I will interject here. So so whoever wrote this, just keep in mind too. You say that you've had positive results. Just keep in mind, you have just by definition, just because it's uh, it's only you and you can't have had a large sample size, you could easily just been having like good luck in terms of your matchups. Like yeah. it, it may not be a favorable result as a result of you removing mods. It could be a different thing. Like it's impossible to tell. So just, just keep that in mind too. Like it's not necessarily... But like may, maybe it is directly impacting your matchups. Like I will acknowledge that maybe that's what it's doing, but just keep in mind, it may very well be something else. Right. So. Uh, okay. Next question. As a serious GAC player, do you think that GAC should expand to include new maps, more squads, varied zones, we kind of already talked about this. The answer is yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 and yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is 
a lot I hear a lot of people talk about wanting you know uh, mixed mixed um, boards of 3v3 and 5v5 teams and I would I would I would cry the day that happens like that would just be miserable to me don't mix up my formats um, yeah that's that's the one thing I will not want. I, keep it keep it three v three. Keep it five v five. Don't mix up, you know, three v three, five v five, and then throw in a random six v six. Right. Well, yeah. Like, just be consistent. I I do like. So we talked about these maps, and I was thinking the other day about you know we're like, man, wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool to be able to mix like have these cool new maps and. One thing I will say is as cool as it may be in our minds, it's not going to be the same. Like they're not going to do the exact same thing we have in our minds as cool. Like they're going to, they're going to take it. If they do take it, they're going to take it and do their own thing. And it has the potential to just make the game mode worse, frankly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I generally do trust that they're going to make good decisions for the game, but I'm also like, uh, what we have is, decent you know so i would like them to take fleets and create a fifth zone um and that way we have two ground you know two ground back zones and a fifth fleet zone like that's what i would like um but yeah all right next one Many people believe that Division One should be split into two, possibly three divisions. If you were in charge of the split, where would you mark the cutoffs and why? And also, what changes would you make to the higher divisions? I probably wouldn't change too much, and I, I don't know all the numbers. I would want it to be pretty high though, so they didn't have we didn't have to rely on them to make another division very soon. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be that opposed to like a seven million line, honestly. Like that. Maybe that's extreme, and maybe we wouldn't have that many people in it. I, I truly don't know. Everyone I face is 7 million or above, basically. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that that way, that way we have – it takes a while to get there. And, and then, you know, once you're there, you're kind of in that place of, like, well, thank God I'm not facing those 4.5 accounts that can just do all of the – all of the feats and everything like you're by the time you're at 7 million, you're ready to be done with it. Probably a 6.5 too, but I I would just like to set it high so that we have a lot of time before that one fills up as well. Yeah. I I would actually split it up into three divisions, not just two. I would do uh, 4.5 to 5.75, 5.75 to seven and then seven plus um i and i could see the argument for making it even higher than seven plus i just don't think there's the number of accounts needed for uh division you know uh, a wide division over 7.5 right now so i think you have to make it 7 million right now and i think that does give it i think you can deal with that you know, cut off for a year because I don't think many people are climbing over 7 million that are 4.5 right now. So I I would split it into three. And I think that that still prevents 
um, GPs of more than 2 million, like 4.5 is not competing with 6.5 if you break it up like that, which 4.5 and 5.75, there's a huge difference, but it's not a crazy, crazy difference. Yeah, I, I actually like that idea, splitting it into three, uh, splitting division one into three divisions. I That's a good idea. Yeah. I hadn't really yeah. considered that. And as for the changes, I would just add a team for every division. So, you know, um, division one, two, I guess you could say, over 5.75 would get, would place eight teams and over 7 million would place nine teams. And I think that would be, decent for now um yeah all right with disney announcing 10 new star wars shows slash movies and i'm even going to throw in the high republic books in here um cg should have no problem bringing in characters for the next five years do you see yourselves playing the game headed into 2026 yeah i guess (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't see why not. I played four years in a row if the game's good. I mean, I, I rake references to my old tabletop strategy game, uh, Warhammer 40k a lot. And I played that all the way through like all of my teenage years and into my 20s. And it, I would, you know, and I even played it a lot in my 30s as well, at least that a similar game. Uh, and yeah, I... If, as long as it keeps being good, I'll want to play. So, right. yeah, what about you, Solo? That's my answer, too. I like the game as it is now. Um, as long as I continue to like this game, I will play it for the next 30 years if it's around. Um, I, you know, as uh, the key is it being enjoyable. And as long as it's enjoyable, I, I don't like change, so I will gladly stick with what I know. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Heck yeah. Well, and we've, we've spent all this time becoming established in this game and actually knowing what we're supposed to do, like having all this stuff. Like, yeah, to me, it, it makes it makes more sense than just starting from scratch. Right. And thank God that Dragon's Champion thing died fast. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Ooh. So yeah. <laughs> next one. Is it time to relic IG and Queel and pair them with Ray? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but it depends what happens with the rest of that Beskar team. Um, <laughs> did you get to Relic 58? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but is it time to Relic up IG and Quill? That answer is 100% yes. Pair with Ray, probably. Um, probably, at least right now, I think you absolutely should. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, there, I mean, who knows? I think I know who who asked this question, and so, I mean, for them, definitely yes. I would say, though, in general, like, I mean, yeah, they're they're worth gear, they're like they're worth relicking, hundred percent worth relicking, and throw them with Ray if you want to. I mean, they may end up having a higher calling with Beskar or something eventually, but right, right now, yeah, they're. They are very worth getting to 13. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. In ships, should we be G 
13-ing Bishton. And what about Imperial TIE Fighter for tougher ship battles? Uh, that one's harder. That yeah. Uh, so, so if you have the kind of money to spend on it, like if, if you have a lot of other characters, if you're in that place, then yeah, Biston's ship is fantastic with rebels. They, and having relics on it is really fast. Uh, it, it starts getting a little bit dicey once you start seeing, uh, <laughs> once you start seeing, Okay, so right now it's like the speed thing of if you have Relic 7 on Scarif Rebel Pathfinder and on Biston, you have all their mods and everything, then they can be super, that the ship can be super fast, it can outspeed everything, it can do some damage. But like, where does the madness end? Is someone actually going to put Relic 8 on Scarif <laughs> Rebel Pathfinder and Biston just to get their ship faster? Because it'll make it faster. It'll make that ship better. But like... I, and I don't know how the speeds equate. Like, if if negotiator, if that whole fleet gets their relegate, like, does that does that then relegate the Biston ship into a lower tier, or are they still fast enough at relic seven? I I don't know that, but like, yeah, getting them to relics is if you can if you're in the place where you can do some of these luxury relics, like that that's gonna help your roster. It's also like I haven't done it yet. I'm at seven point three almost GP million GP, and I haven't done it. Biston is on my list. Scarif Rebel Pathfinder is not. So, for whatever yeah. that's worth, I so Biston. So Biston's actually he's useful outside of the ship. Um, so I'm going. Is he worth gear thirteen? Yes, absolutely. I think he is because he's going to help your fleet. And he works really well on a Mon Mothma squad when he's relict. Um, he works really well on that team. So I think um, Biston is worth it. Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, and Gom just said it in chat, um, he was nerfed when Mon Mothma came out. It, it, CG hasn't nerfed many characters. Pathfinder is one of them. So Here's the thing. Is Biston worth it? Absolutely. Is Scarif Rebel Pathfinder worth it? It's, he takes like, what, 600 Carbontes or something absurd. Um, uh, he's pro it's probably worth it for the fleet, but I can tell you he's not on my list. He is not on the list at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he is... He's a, he's worth it to gear twelve. Like so so if you if you can get like the the bargain bin so to speak, Biston. Like if you can get them, and granted this is still a huge gear investment, but if you can get Biston and uh, Scarif Rebel Pathfinder up to like gear twelve plus three, I think that I think that's the cutoff. Like that's when they start being like a, an extremely viable op option. And now maybe they're less viable because because of relic eight. Maybe you need a maybe you need gear thirteen on them to be viable. But that, yeah, that that being said, it costs a, so many carbantia. It's it's insane. So eh, hard yeah. hard to sell that. That being said, I think Tie Fighter Pilot is actually the the Empire Fleet is legitimately extremely strong. If you have relics on characters, if you want that fleet. To be good, you need relics on them. And I don't know, my TIE Fighter pilot is gear 12 plus three. 
because for a long time that was the highest you could get him and he has all the uh at least he used to have the highest level of mods and everything like yeah he's he's pretty legit he, he needs he needs more relic levels if you want to use that fleet at a really high level though too so yeah i i'm not gonna gear 13 tie fighter pilot but or at least not or imperial tie fight or tie fighter pilot um not anytime soon but that empire fleet if somebody sets um a get2 fleet on defense against me that empire fleet gets me holds regularly because most people plan on you know using the other get2 t2 cap ship and then rebels against me and there's usually that i usually put that empire fleet on defense so they have to decide who they're going to use to counter are you going to do a rebel mirror match or uh rebels against the empire and it doesn't always work out for them so improving that team to improve your defense i i don't have a problem with that you know it, it makes sense they're not high on my list. I still, I still, still have, uh, you know, IG eleven and then Moff Gideon and then uh, B two and Boba Fett and I, I have a list that's very long of people that are going to get gear before my Tie Fighter pilot. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, me too. Me too. He's not on my list right now. Right. Uh, all right, troopers are. This is a fun one. Troopers or bounty hunters? Which is the better offense squad for Grand Arena? Oh, that is fun. I so if you ask me that like three months ago, I, I don't know. I like it, it. Both squads have changed significantly they for have. me. I think, I think in general, though, I would say for me, bounty hunters have been more versatile. And I just haven't encountered the right team yet for my bounty hunters. I, I still, they're still, they're still can punch higher still than what I've been doing this season. I'll say that. So I think in terms of versatility, bounty hunters can probably like be more adaptable. That being said, troopers are all, they just delete squads. Like bo both squads get sixties though, consistently these days. So uh, yeah. Bounty hunters have more things they can do, though, in the game itself. They're more foundational. They have ships that are associated with them that most some of the ships don't suck. So I go <laughs> bounty hunters. What about you? Um, I'm going to say troopers because my alt has full gear 12 troopers and full gear 12 bounty hunters. And I can do a lot more with my troopers than I can with my bounty hunters. Um, so maybe at Relic 5, it's different, but I trust my troopers a lot more, my gear 12 troopers a lot more on, uh, offense than I do my gear 12 bounty hunters. And I love bounty hunters. This isn't to say anything bad against bounty hunters. Um, but I can do more with gear 12 troopers and a gear 11 Piet than I can with just gear 12 bounty hunters. That's fair. Um, yeah, I I tend to love bounty hunters a lot, so I'm biased a little bit at least. Yeah. Um, all right, there's two more questions left, and 
at least one of them is a very easy answer. Should we farm mods or slice what we have? And knowing who asked this question, I'm going to say slice because he has a wide variety of mods, <laughs> but not a lot, uh, not a wide variety of sliced up mods. So uh, for me, it's you farm, 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 then slice all the ones that you farmed up. Uh, that's kind of the way I do it. Um, because you're leaving a lot of plus 10 mods at plus 10 when they very easily could be plus 15 or plus 20. Uh, I, for the longest time, I was also doing like, I farm mods Friday through Sunday and then slicing materials Monday through Thursday. I don't, I don't really do that anymore. Now I just kind of pick one and then go to the other, but you can't, you can't just farm mods. Slicing is too powerful. Even if you don't hit speed, you could hit offense percentage or you could hit, you know, whatever it is you need. Crit chance sometimes you need or anything like that. So you have to slice. You have to slice. Slicing, slicing is how I built up most of my mod sets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you need, I mean, you need, you do need both too. Like, I know yeah. that so I was talking to someone and I was like, dude, you what you really need is a defense set here. And they're like, I have almost zero defense set mods. And I'm like, well, go farm some then. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, you can't neglect either of them. Um, just knowing who asked the question, the answer is slicing. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of times the answer, like if you want the best gains or the most encouraging results, then yeah, definitely slicing anyways. Like, yeah. Yes, it sucks to to go a long time without slicing something good, but yeah, it's it's way better than going from scratch and getting nothing. I do right. like I do like farming new ones though. It's exciting too. It's I I probably went a month and a half without farming new mods. Um, other than you know the ones you get in events or buy in the store, so I'm buying in the store constantly. Uh, but I probably went a month and a half without farming new mods and now for the past two weeks i've only been farming new mods because i have four galactic legends and i need to increase my <laughs> my mod sets um so it, I, it really depends where you are uh i do not neglect slicing because what ends up happening is you have 520 uh plus 10 speed mods and then only 150 plus 15 speed mods and you know, those plus 10s could very easily turn into plus 15s when they're all blue or purple mods. Yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, last question. Does evil still suck? I think so, but it's always good to confirm. And the answer is obviously yes. I mean... I think that's debatable, <laughs> but only because he's my patron. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, evil does still suck, though. I mean, it just it should go without saying, but it's not going to. Um, yes. All right. So yes, equ equally relevant is should you be a dick? And <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. So yeah, it uh, seems like seems two two questions that have somewhat obvious answers, I suppose. Right. Uh, all right. So let's head into the final portion of this podcast. Uh, we both have alts. 
you now have multiple alts. God, God bless you. Um, how'd your week go on your Division Two alt? <laughs> it went, it went well. Uh, all full clears, n- nothing too close. Uh, let's see. My first match was probably the most interesting to me because my wife actually joined me. It was part of the celebration for getting a hundred consecutive wins on that account. So yeah, she, she came over. It was, it was actually really fun on, uh, on Twitch. The, the people live were like, it, it was almost, it was like borderline. It wasn't inappropriate. It was just funny. Like people were donating, uh, like someone donated a hundred bits and then someone else was like, Oh, I'm going to donate 101. And <laughs> that was fun donated to watch. <laughs> 102. And it was like, you know, I had, I, I have the bigger bits, you know, like, <laughs> it was, it, it, like we were just laughing. It, it was, it was a good time. Uh, having my wife on was, a was such a different dynamic, but it, it was good. Um, and we ended up beating the guy actually was a fan of the channel and had watched a lot of my videos. So I was like, Oh, I guess I'll still show my back zone. Cause I never change a single thing on my defenses. <laughs> so he had already knows what's in the back. And yeah, I ended up beating him pretty bad. He said, he told me that my defense was a lot tougher than it looked, which I guess that, that sounds, that sounds fair considering no, no one really ever full clears that account. So uh, anyways, I, I'm in contention for top 10 for sure. I I'll have to look. I think there's a guy who's just a few ahead of me uh, for number one spot. And I think I made up some ground in the last mission. So hopefully that's actually accurate. And he wasn't just waiting to cash in one of his feats. Well, time will tell, but uh, yeah, three and oh, nine and oh for the season so far. 100 and something for consecutive wins. So how about, how about your alt solo? How how did your six plus million GP alt do? <laughs> it, was, it was going fantastically until the last match. Um, I ran into a very good player uh, and he, uh, it became an efficiency match and I lost it by one banner. The old, uh, one banner loss of that is super rough. Twenty one sixteen to twenty one seventeen, which was very disappointing. But I, you know, I'm what now seven and two on that account. I basically need one win next week to make Kyber. Um, I'll obviously go for three, but I, it's you know it's it's been a it's been a good season. It's not a trying to fight for first place type season, but um, I'm happy with seven and two there. It it sucks to have lost the way I did. And the worst part is, so I attack on my alt within like the first 15 minutes because I just cannot control myself. Like It's like, oh, Grand Arena's here. It's time to attack. And I can't do that on my main because now I'm streaming. Like back when I was only doing YouTube videos, it was, oh, I can attack immediately. This is great. Uh, I can't do that since we're on Twitch now. And so I, I use my alt to just plow through the attacks immediately. So uh, there's never, never an instance where my opponent goes <laughs> uh, first. So um, I probably lost this one solely because he knew how many banners he needed to win, but it's my alt. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to win, obviously, but right. And that's, I mean, 
so people are like, do you feel a ton of pressure having like over a hundred consecutive wins? I'm like, you know, why aren't you scouting now? Why aren't you trying? I'm like, you know what? If I lose that, that will make me sad in the moment. Yes. I will be sad about that for sure. Um, I, it's my alt though. I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time worrying about it. I'm just right. not, I can't, that, that yeah. would, it would drive me too crazy. So, so yeah. yeah. Speaking of, there is a second alt you have. Um, did prevail man prevail this week? <laughs> oh man. So we're not getting top 10. That's for damn sure. Uh, will we make Kyber? Probably. Uh, Getting Kyber is tough in the in the in that division. Like you, you really have to full clear. It relies on full clearing a lot, uh, or getting a huge, an egregious number of wins. So so far, I've, I have said egregious number of wins. I'm at, I'm at what? Um, yeah, I'm at nine and zero oh so far. But I didn't full clear. There's at least one I didn't full clear. A lot of feats I'm not getting. It's it's tough. Life is hard in Division Ten, but. Uh, yeah, I've I've won every match. Uh, there was one where it was like, man, if I don't, if, like, it was pretty dicey. If I don't win this one, then I lose the whole thing. And I, I did end up winning it. There's one that I was like, man, my my Han and Chu are just gonna blow this clone team away. They're only gear eight. Like, I'm just gonna wreck them. And then I didn't even kill a single character. I was like, I'll first I'll kill uh, Rex because then Fives will just sacrifice for no gain because he doesn't have the Zeta. And so I shot Rex first and just like Rex didn't die. And then they took all the rest of the turns and I'd lost. So, you know, and then you don't have any recourse in division 10. You're like, Oh, well, that was one of my three offensive teams. You have three teams on defense. Therefore I will not full clear now. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that where we are right now, it's like, Oh, we have, we can lose five times and still have teams to attack with. You can't do that in division 10. Like you just don't have any teams. Right. Uh, yeah. Though I did right. see a screenshot of a fancy new character that prevail man now has. So oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a gear 11 uh, commander Luke. So uh, that's that's pretty fancy of me, um, <laughs> though. So I, I have all the Zetas saved uh, and I have the Omegas saved for I, I really want the it binds all things Zeta. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I just didn't plan properly was I don't have enough purple mats to get it. <laughs> like I'm just being cock blocked by purple mats. So, yeah. There's that. <laughs> well, it's funny because you know all the people that complain um, when the weekly shipments have those purple mats in the store for the ally points. They're like, well, oh, what a waste. Nobody's going to buy that. They all forget how just vital those things are on younger accounts. Oh, they truly are too. Yeah, I. it, it is. It's really easy to forget that, but it's... It's true. They're extremely yeah. important. Right. Um, all right. So that's our weeks. At least two accounts that we talk about are going for a perfect season. <laughs> God knows our mains aren't. Um, yeah. <laughs> so 
we know what Prevail Man did this week to prepare for Grand Arena. What did your main account do to prepare for Grand Arena? I mean, I've mentioned it a couple times. I got Beskar unlocked for some reason. Like, I I spent actual real-life money on getting him unlocked. Uh, And, you know, I didn't need to get him unlocked as early as I did, but but I did. And so now he's... I, I had enough gear and relic mats, apparently, that I just took him all the way to gear or to Relic 7, from 0 to 7, and uh, so that part was free. Like, I'd been hoarding so much gear, <clears throat> gear but um, now I have no idea what I'm going to do with him. So, guys, always have a plan. Unless you're me, then just do what you want and talk a good game. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's what I did. I, I mean, I oh, the other exciting thing I do have, I had I had enough gear for it, so um, I, I brought Range Trooper up to gear 13, which is, is super nice. That actually enabled me to get the, uh, I, I could get the feet, or the, uh, I could get the tier three of the assault battle nice. uh, that troopers need. So uh, like I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it with the gear 12, but gear 13 got me there and I don't regret it. Nice. Um, what about you? Yeah. Well, uh, I am going to count it as this week, even though it's going to happen after the podcast. Um, Beskar will be R5 before GAC lock this week. Um, And then I, (laughs) after all the talk we've had about who to bring to R8 first, um, Supreme Leader Kylo went to R8 this week, and I do not regret it in the slightest. Um, I didn't want to do it, but quite honestly, uh, right now it is uh, an investment into future R8s because I, I brought them into the raid and I got 26% of uh, phase one on the challenge tier, which that right there was 10 million <laughs> uh, points or ban- whatever they call it, 10 million damage. And so that locked me into a top three slot without hitting another phase. Um, So did I want to do R8 on Supreme Leader Kylo? No. But if you look at it as an investment into future R8s, I think it's probably the right move. I mean, that's why I did it. I think it's the right move, obviously. But... um, uh, just so disappointed that it had to be Kylo, but I, I think it's going to pay out in the end because I have to finish in the top ten tomorrow in our raid, and I'll be already be ready for a second second R eight at least with those materials. God knows I don't have any materials to convert <laughs> any of the other pieces, but at least for the raid specific ones, I'll be ready for my second R eight thanks to an R eight Supreme Leader Kylo. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't have any relicates yet, but yeah. one day I'm sure I will enjoy them. As yeah. much. I like relicate as much as any man. Now we <laughs> we really we truly don't have enough time to talk about it, which I yeah. I, I wish we could, but uh I, I will say we and I were talking just briefly like uh, initially I was super underwhelmed by by the 
uh, relegate, uh, you know, the, the stats and everything. I do think that they're going to be very worthwhile for at least some characters. Right. And just like you said, very quickly, I did the math on it. And so the GP gain is about the same as a Zeta. If you look at somebody like General Skywalker, it's what a 12% increase to offense, a 5% increase to health and plus an accuracy increase. Like if that was a Zeta, would you apply a Zeta that increases your offense by 12% and your health by 5%? The answer is probably yes. Is it the best Zeta? No. Is it the first one you apply? No. But if you can make your primary damage dealer hit much harder, would you apply that Zeta? The answer is yes. And so it, it makes sense on characters like that to go for R8. Yeah, it, it absolutely does make sense. It it it's painful, certainly. Yes, <laughs> yes. The hundred and eighty med packs you have to farm to salvage uh, twenty of the other pieces that you need for RA is awful. Um, but it's probably worth it on you know eight or so characters out there right now. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it, and and that's just the thing. There, I, what I do like about Relegate, gosh, we, I, we really can't get into a huge discussion about this. But one of the things I do like about Relegate is it, it. There's not a huge number of characters who desperately need it. Right. Yes. And in fact, there's going to be no news this week, um, <laughs> just because CG is on break. So hope. There probably won't be any news this week. So that's probably a good place to pick it up next week uh, when you join our podcast next Monday night. Um, we'll talk about R8 because it's probably a very valid topic to talk about then. I agree. All right, guys. Um, real quickly, let's pimp our stuff since I think this is now our longest podcast episode we've had. Um uh, we've had we've had a little longer, but it's, it's yeah, close. Certainly, it's, you're right. It's it's approaching. Uh, real quick, both of us stream individually on Twitch. I am SoloBase15 on Twitch. Zareth is Zareth underscore prevails. That's X A E R E T H underscore prevails. Um, we stream on Mondays and Sun. No. Sundays and Wednesdays, we do our GAC battles. On Fridays, we're right here on the Gambit Podcast Twitch page to do our GAC fight night along with Mondays for the podcast. YouTube, you can find Zareth at just Zareth. Uh, it's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. If you search on YouTube, Zareth, S-W-G-O-H, you will find him easy. I am SoloBase15. That's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Uh if you look in the description below, there's a link to our Discord server. Uh, join our Discord server. There's a lot going on on that server now. There is a ton. And there's always somebody there to help you if you have any questions. Even if Zareth or I are not around, we have a ton of people that know what they're talking about. Just don't listen to the wild derp that appears. Um, <laughs> Never do that. Never, <laughs> you'll never make that same mistake twice, I'll tell you that. Especially on fleet <laughs> advice. And finally, uh, there is a counter sheet that you will find in the description below that has a link, a timestamped link to all of the battles in Grand Arena. 
Um, on the sheet, it will tell you the full team that was faced. It will tell you the full team that was used to beat it. And the timestamped link will bring you to the actual fight. So rather than just looking at some random, you know, headshot of the leaders, uh, you can actually see how the counters are done and what moves you do, because sometimes the counters really do just depend on specific actions in a specific um, way, especially like, oh yeah, Vader counters Ray, but you know, it's not as easy as just bringing Vader in against Ray. So you can see how to do it on the counter sheet. With that said, thank you everyone for joining us. Um, thank you since this is our year end wrap up. It has been an amazing year for this podcast and our community. The growth has truly been astounding. Uh, I won't speak for Zareth, but I will say I very much appreciate everybody that joins us and everybody that's been a fan of the podcast. Uh, I am very excited to see what 2021 holds for us. You make me sound like such a jerk. You're like, <laughs> Zareth might not appreciate you guys, but I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here. It's it's weird to talk for the person when they're right here. <laughs> but it's, it's something that obvious you can. But yeah, yeah truly, guys, I this community, I, I mean, yeah, Solo said it well. I just, <laughs> it's been overwhelming. The level of support, the level of enthusiasm people have shown for our stuff. It's been truly an amazing experience. So thank you all so much for for hanging out with us, for putting up with our shenanigans and for just generally being awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I think that's, we're going to call it a day then. Thank you everyone for joining us. And remember evil does still suck. (laughs) Which is kind of debatable, but what's not debatable is don't be a dick. Right. And with that, we call it a night. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, everyone.